This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Celtic Rumours TV, the Balls and Bothered podcast with your host Mark and myself Paul. On today's show we will have a look at our weekly rumours and gossips column. We will talk about Celtic's Champions League opponents and different routes in European football for next season. Celtic's young exciting talent for next season. Celtic's pre-season schedule has just been announced and we will discuss that. Celtic's greatest moment in history, the 25th of the 5th, 1967. Jonas and Michael will be joining us uh, later on the show where we will talk about uh, Mickey Marlon's unexpected departure from Dundee United, uh, John Kennedy uh, being linked with Dundee United and Ross County manager's position. Uh, will they suspect Dundee's pre-season plans and the Dundee derby known as the Toyside derby back in the premiership next season and also we will talk about uh, the Celtic trust and the Celtic season renewals that has came out uh, this morning uh, firstly Mark for our weekly shout outs Mark uh, thanks Paul how you doing bud good good very good good stuff uh, thanks very much uh, happy 21st birthday this is our 21st episode Mm-hmm. We're a bit early because uh, Mark wanted to watch the Friends reunion tomorrow night at 8 o'clock in the sky, so that's why we're on today at half six. <laughs> I just actually saw advertising, she said, oh, when's that on? Oh, I was the same. Oh. I, I got that already. <laughs> I've spent over a year's on box sets of Friends and that for her. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. She's, got DVD, she's, got them in, she's still got them in VHS videotape. She's got, but you still watch it then when it's on the TV, uh, telly, then you don't And it's, it's on me <laughs> in the news on that comedy channel. Who have we got in here? Uh, evening, Bobby, how you doing? Here's Mikey, he's coming on later. Uh, the the jobber of jobbies. The job, the jobber of jobbies. What kind of name's that, mate? Coming, <laughs> coming on here, I need to read that out. Uh, there's AGG in as well. Evening, uh, Camps, he's in today, good man. There's Barry coming in at the tail end there. Uh, just the usual shout-outs to Tim Alloy and Malika. And, of course, good luck to Richie ROH with his upcoming treatment. Uh, I got an email off of Steph earlier on. Ben, young Ben, he's got the physio coming out soon to get him in his feet, back on his feet for the first time. So, Jesus. good luck with that, Ben, and we're all rooting for you there, wee man. Hail, hail. Mm-hmm. So... Firstly, we're going to Celtic Looms and Gosford. Celtic have reportedly uh, agreed a contract with young 17 Skunk Talk attacker midfielder Joey Dawson. Uh, the supposedly highly talented youngster midfielder has agreed a contract and is undergoing a medical at Celtic uh, in the next coming days. He's nephew of former uh, Tottenham Hotspur defender uh, Michael Dawson. Uh, this will be his first fire professional contract and Celtic will only have to pay you uh, the normal UA for imposed training fee from Joey. Now, are you happy that Celtic are, are doing another project signing, uh, that this will be one for the future and he will go straight into Celtic core team in the lowland links for next season? Uh, reported Celtic target Shariki Dembele is is to be put up for sale by his club uh, Peterborough. Should 
uh, renewed our interest in the blood of young, talented Fila Kuku Dembele. And could this help Celtic agree new terms with Dembele to sign a new contract at, at the club? Our neighbours are also being linked to signing uh, Shriki Dembele, according to the media. Celtic board have have gone the process and talking to Eddie Howe's backroom team already this week about joining uh, Eddie Howe at Celtic. And Celtic have, have supposedly have already green terms with Eddie Howe, Peter Grant, and the latest tie-up will include Stephen Purchase, Simon Richardson, and Richard Hughes will come in as a director of football role, or he could come in as a new role. Uh, under the name Head of Football Operations. Uh, already where Richard Hughes will work as Chief Scout for Eddie Howe and he will be Head of Operations in all departments in in the, in the Celtic uh, uh, club for next season. Celtic midfielder Tom Rodrick has, has told Australian manager not to include him in upcoming Australian uh, plans uh, for upcoming fixtures as he intends to stay in Glasgow and work in his fitness for, for next season. Rod still start, still very young. Sylvain is only 28 years old. Roderick's eight years at Celtic has been crippled by injuries at Celtic and the lack of fitness have made a lot of fans to question his commitment to the club and desire to last 90 minutes during a game. Uh, that's all for weekly gossip this week, Mark. Um, just talking about this young fella, uh, Joey Dawson, that's actually supposed to have been done. Mark, he's, he did, I have. I, I haven't seen much of him, but he's supposed to be really, Aston Villa were looking at him, supposedly Arsenal have been looking at him. Uh, it seems he's to supposed have, to be a highly talented youngster, youngster, you know. He seems to have a decent enough reputation. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a, I mean, it's not the kind of announcement that's going to of the fans dancing in Niles kind of thing, but he's only a young boy. Well, I don't think it's the kind of thing we should be even looking at him. He'll be anywhere near the first team of that next season. Well, we still have to kind of bring in youngsters, Mark, don't we? Exactly. I mean, you still still have to keep the, the conveyor belt going. I mean, you know what I mean? You know, these projects, there's another project signed, but Celtic signed projects at every, every youth level, and that's all mm-hmm. the player is, is another youth player. I think maybe... Maybe him going into the call team uh, uh, next season, Mark. Maybe there is actually a good idea behind this that they w- will be able to play competitive football and maybe... We've that before. I'm not really too keen on it myself. Yeah, so, so we just have to see what kind of league this turns out to be before we can judge our young players on it, can't we? You know? Exactly. Uh, that. We need to wait and see how it's going to pan out before we can see if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. But mm-hmm. I'll hold my breath and it being a good thing, Paul. Uh, this thing about Shrieky Dembele uh, popping up again. You know, it kind of always seems to kind of pop up, don't this? Him being linked with uh, with Celtic. Oh, you know, it's, it seems to be a good enough player. I don't see why we're not being linked linked with him. Mm-hmm. Could you think if we signed him, could that? push his younger brother to maybe eh, well, it, it might it might you know, settle a bit better maybe if, he's, if his brother was at the same club as him mm-hmm. I'm not actually sure where it is he plays some some places are saying he plays as a striker but other players other places are saying he plays as a left winger it could be bought Mark do you know what I mean it could be it could be bought like you know he could be a left sided 
attacker. Do you know what I mean? We don't know. Just at this stage, he'll probably probably play defence. You know, Celtic team next season. Do you know the way the way things are at the moment? So we just don't we just don't know the way things are going at the moment with with Celtic. So we don't, you know. So we're just going to move on, and we're going to talk about Celtic's potential uh, opponents for Champions League, and we're going to talk about different routes if Celtic exit the Champions League and if they exit the Europe League that there's a possibility that we, we still might have uh, European football after Christmas in the newly newly formed uh, Conference League. Celtic Champions League's qualifying run will begin in the second uh, qualifying games and it will be either on the 20th or the 21st of July and the second legs of these games will be on the 27th or the 28th of July. Celtic should Celtic progress in the third qualifying round, these games will be held on the 3rd and 4th of August and the second legs will be on the 10th of August. Should Celtic make it to the playoff rounds, these games will be played on the 17th and 18th of August and the second legs will be on the 24th and 25th. Our potential opponents for the second round, second round qualifying stage, <clears throat> Celtic will be... Uh, one of three seeded uh, clubs. They they are Celtic, PSV Eindhoven, and Sparta Prague. The unseeded teams we could face are Rapid Vienna, Galatasaray, and Michelin of Den- Denmark. The draw will take place for these in Neon, Switzerland, on June the 16th. However, if Manchester United win the Europa League tonight against Villarreal, then PSV and Galatasaray will automatically be bumped into third qualifying round meaning we could only meet Meachland or Rapid Vienna. The reason for this progress automatically is that the Dutch League and Turkish League are the next top flight's highest-ranked leagues on in the UEFA coefficient table. And Manchester United would have qualified for the Champions League twice due to winning the Europa League and second-place finish in the English Premiership uh, last season. It would also give French team from the third qualifying place a stage in the group, group stage. If Celtic progress from the third qualifying round and if Manchester end, win the, the, the Europa League, Celtic will also be seeded for for this round. Uh, though uh, two tough teams will face Celtic in, in the play for a round in Genk and Sparta Prague Moscow. The route is very complicated, but uh, I hope that's myself and Mark were able to break down this down as simply as possible. So do you kinda of get the gist for that that if Manchester United win Mark we could avoid Galatasaray. I think we'd be hoping that Manchester United win, wouldn't you? I definitely would be hoping Man United win that. You know, that's a you like to face Galatasaray. No, even Rapid you know, Vienna would be a bit a new manager. It's just tough to... teams, Mark, to be to be to be starting off your 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 Champions League's qualifiers, Mark, in this to two they're, they're tough teams like I'll be amazed. Yeah. I will be totally amazed if we reach the Champions League this year. I will mm. I'm no I'd love it to happen, but I'm not pinning much hope on it. I'm really no. Mm-hmm. There's also a possibility of a reunion with former Celtic player and fan favourite of Shilchenko should Celtic be joined against each FC Michelin of Denmark. Uh, Shoshenko is, is very known in social media and he still talks about his love for Celtics. So this year, there will there be three European competitions. There will be the Champions League, the Europa League and the newly formed Conference League. I'll break down the route 
from the Champions League and should Celtic drop down to the Europa League and Celtic trying so Celtic failed to win their Champions League qualifier, their second Champions League qualifying round. They dropped down to the third qualifying round of the Europa League. Should Celtic fail to qualify from the third qualifying round or the playoff round of the Europa League, they will drop down to the Conference uh, League group stage. And if Celtic fail to qualify for the playoffs in the thing, they will go straight into the Conference League. So, Mark, like, there's a possibility that we will still have um, maybe football after after Christmas. But do you want to be playing in this Conference League, Mark? Oof. I mean, you know, I don't. I've not even looked to the kind of money that you get. You earn for of that, Paul. To be honest with you, but oh, it's not really. I don't know. I, I, there's only two teams that I know of of. That who 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 have qualified that, that that I know of and and the rest the, the rest the, the the teams mark we we could be sent anywhere in Europe. The only teams I know so far thing that would be Tottenham and Roma would be some of the the big, the big teams in there. But we could be sent anywhere, Mark. Do you think Tottenham and Ro- Tottenham and Roma will be taking it serious? I think Jose will. It's a cop to him, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Do you know, I mean, I don't understand the re- the reckoning. I think, Mark, what they're trying to do. When there was three European competitions. The cup winners' cup. It was the cup winners' cup, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Was that the, the third one before, Mark? The... It was like if you win, the, the winners of the Scottish Cup went in there. See, like mm-hmm. the winners of the league went into the European Cup. And then the cup winners went into the cup winners' cup. That was what it was, and they'd done away with that and came up with this Europa League. So they're getting back the way, and this thing's even... I mean, back then it was, don't get us wrong, you could get good teams... I'm sure we played Paris Saint-Germain in the Cup Winners' Cup when they that Brazilian, that Ryan, that playing in the midfield for them. Maybe ninety-five, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe ninety five about then. I, but, no, it's just it seems it's Are they just are they just trying to please clubs? Just like Celtic. They're trying to you know we are teams that aren't good enough for the Champions League or the Europa League. They just seem to be well we just make this other competition for But is is the, considering how poorly we were in Europe, Mark, the, the last couple of, couple of seasons. Is this the level maybe Celtic are at, at, the, at this moment, the, the Conference League? You know? I'd, that... I'd like to think we're a bit higher than that, to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. if Tottenham and Rome is in it, but the rest it will be made up by the smaller teams. For, do you know what I mean? You have Belgium, you have do you know, there's not going to be any real quality in that. Although, mm-hmm. Well, Celtic, they would still sell the games out, obviously, because well, fans turn up when they need to, but apart from that, the money side is not going to be much of the, the team, like These matches again will be... Television money for it. I, I don't know, didn't, that hasn't come out, I haven't seen nothing about that yet, but it'll be played on Thursday nights, and some games might be played on a Friday night. Like, there's a heavy schedule on top of you. If you... If we do drop down into this 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 new conference league, it, 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 say if you got a game on, on on maybe a Friday, you you'll be fairly tight for your your league matches then on the Sunday or Monday, like wouldn't you? You know. A a lot of people going about when you're playing Thursday night Sundays and that bit. It's just a, it's in modern football. The players should be training hard enough to 
to perform at the top level in a couple of times a week, surely, Paul? Mm-hmm. And what about the possibility of uh, Eric Shevchenko maybe Celtic being drawn against him? He'll probably, yeah. score, he'll probably score the goal that puts us out for a free kick. <laughs> we'll give away a free kick and that'll be us gubbed again. Like we'll sign Lacsess and that'll be his first game will be the fucking Champions League qualifiers and he'll give away a free kick in the outside the box and he score. You know, so I, I would hope maybe like that I think the the Champions League, considering the teams that we have, Mark, is, is a big ask, you know, Rapid Vienna, uh Michelland, or even even if Manchester Newt, like there's a possibility we can get Galatasaray, like, you know. If, you know, and if we get Galatasaray with it. And even even like if we drop down to the Europa League qualifiers, Mark, maybe the third third round of the qualif- qualifications, like it's th- th- a tough route. Celtic always kind of seem to get well, as well, don't they? We always seem to get the tough teams. This is another, what's uh, the word? Another something for there's no one in the league. Mm-hmm. Problem it's been caused by there's no one in the league. Put it that way. So, although it's a, it's going to be tough to reach what you're saying even the Europa League but we'll just need to give our best shot but for me our main main ambition for next season is going to be winning the league mm-hmm. any European mm-hmm. football will be a bonus but if we, get, if we weren't going into that Europa League I would rather we just went out all together Paul yeah like just what about the live chat would, would you be far for Celtic if they did eventually start to dropping down from the Europa League into the Conference League would you like Celtic to be playing in that or would it be classified as a bit, bit of a failure, Mark Reilly, would it? You know? I'd say it would be a failure. I would say that. Say, uh, <clears throat> uh, just, I'm not, I've just never really took to it, even when UEFA came out announcing it. I just wondered, what, mm-hmm. what was the thinking behind it? I, I, don't, I don't know, because when when it first came out, like, I was trying to make, make sense of it. Like, and when I was reading it then last night, I mean, you know, the more the more I was reading it, Mark, it was more like pleasing these smaller teams who have been cribbing for for years about not being able to get into the Champions League. You know. Yeah, if you went, if we went on and won, I'm not saying it's going to happen. If we went on next year and won the Europa League, we'd get into Champions League group stages automatically. So if you win this conference thing, what do you get next year? You go. That's true. It didn't say that. That's true. Do we get? Do we get a buy into the maybe? Maybe it'll be a boy into the, the Europa League group stage, Mark. I say. Well, next year, well next year, Scotland's got an automatic place in the Champions League. So, I mean, imagine the imagine the chaos that would cause you, Aoife. Come here, actually, we say we say we save Celtic. Yeah, we save Celtic won the league next year, and we won the Europa League, right? And we we currently will have we'll have two spots. Would would the third place team in Scotland go into? The Champions League, Denmark, like other countries, are. No, I think it would need to do that, Paul. The third place team would need to get a Champions League spot. Because it happens. Was it? Was it a couple of years back? Was it Spain or something like that? Had about five teams and. Uh, it happened with England as well. Did five teams? Yeah, five teams in in the Champions League. Like you know, so it's uh, we'll have to wait and see. So hopefully we do. Uh, we don't think, drop down. I think we'll have a long wait, Paul, to see if, 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 if where that goes if we win the Europa League. It's not long, Mark. It's, it's, it's not long away, Mark, so it's not. Talk about if we win it. You know, but like, considering where we are now, and, and no manager announced, no signings, we, we know there's going to be players leaving. 
there's not a you, you basically have a month mark of June really to get your your squad in order, don't you? It's going to be a big ask. That's why mm-hmm. I'm saying that the best team to play would be that Mitchelland. If that's the way, mm-hmm. because even playing Rapid Vienna, that would be a tough game with a new manager. The amount of new players we're going to have all coming in, needing to bed in, that would be that would be a tough game. Is one of them a summer? It, it, is Denmark a, a summer league? Mark is this? Is Denmark a summer league? No. Eh, no. It can't be because they were just playing. No. 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 Can't be because they were just playing last night to find out who won the league, weren't they? I actually just got picked for the title. Da, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move it on and look at. It's it's fairly complicated, Mark, to, to, to break it down. Like, you know I mean, because you're reading different pages and d- different people are saying different things about it. Like, you know, so I hope that we were able to break it down as best we could anyway, you know. There's a wee guy on Twitter. I'm not sure he's Lubo something at this point. He's really, mm-hmm. he's always on the money with doing this stuff. Yeah, I broke it down uh, with the help of him to break it down and kind of put it into my... Follow him, I'd look him up and get you to follow him because he's always on the ball with with opponents and who we can get to and see rounds at a time and things like that. Mm-hmm. So with Celtic uh, uh, appointing a, a new manager, hopefully we aim at it, uh, are some of our young players going to be able to make a, a claim in pre-season tr- in training and maybe get a chance to break into the first team with so many first team players supposedly being linked with a move for thing. So I have... Stephen Welch, who broke into the team this season, Mark, and to be honest, he done he done fairly well when when he came in. But is it is it too early for him to play a, a full season, or could we end up with him maybe in the qualifiers of the Champions League playing, Mark? You know, I don't. I, don't, I think a lot will depend as well on what Julian's fitness is. Mm-hmm. But if Ayers still going to be here or no? I like Welsh. I've said it before. I think he's done really mm-hmm. well. It's been one of the actual shining lights in the, a disaster of a season for me, Paul, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said it before, I think he's definitely good enough to be a squad player for us. He's definitely good enough to be backup, centre-back for us and get a, enough game time throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I don't think he should be first choice, especially in Europe as well. I think he would cause his, he could cause bring on a lot of problems for us in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dembele, he st- he actually played five matches, one goal, but he had no assist this season, and he's pushed now now eighteen years of age. Mark, is it time now that he gets maybe given a few games, Mark, to, to actually show the fans and the and the new manager what he can do, Dembele? Uh, well, he's another one that's everybody kind of raves about. We've not really seen enough of him to really form an opinion on him. I don't think. He's mm-hmm. a way he can do, he's close control and things like that, but he's got to get a run in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just picking and choosing the games and when you play these young boys, Paul. Exactly, like if we're, even if we're, we're ahead in the match, Mark, like bring him on for the last I've, maybe tw- 20 minutes or something like that, like, you know what I mean? See nothing up, bring him on for the last quarter an hour, 20 minutes. When you don't bring mm-hmm. him on, I wouldn't bring him on if you're at Pitod, your time cast, like nothing each and chasing a goal because you're just he's going to get a good kicking about him that time and mm-hmm. just another one that's got to get game time he shows what he can do and whether he's good enough to actually play for Celtic 
<laughs> so I have players now out in Lawnmark now, and they've they've since kind of returned to the club, and these are the players I kind of really want to to talk about. Is a uh, Luke O'Connell. Uh, he was called up recently to this Ireland under twenty one teams. He was on loan at Queens Park. He played eleven games from since he joined them in January. He's got three goals, four assists, and he's twenty years of age. I think he should be kind of and saying to himself, Mark, that he should be, yeah, he should be in and around there, Mark, and, and maybe not in the squad, but pushing to get in, to get a few games in, do you know? I'd have him on in the squad, on the bench, but I like mm-hmm. subs, as we've said before, Paul, just there's plenty of scope for, again, the young players to get a chance if you've got seven subs on the bench, and, but you're allowed to make five. Mm-hmm. Guys like Luke O'Connell, he's going to, if he's going to come back, they're going to go back out alone. But and then it's a we go back to we're signing players at two million pounds that are just clogging up the squad and not doing anything. Whereas if it's a young boy, a one who are in young players, it's taking up that that squad position, at least mm-hmm. progressing and through the squad and through the system. Now I haven't seen much of this player to be honest, but he's the lad we signed from. Uh, Manchester United and he was on loan at uh, Tramere as uh, Leo Connell but he was called up to the Ireland senior team Mark for the next uh, matches he's played 35 games for Tramere this season and I, I kind of read and report to him that they were very impressed with him last season and I've read that as well he, Paul he seems to be one that could be pushing the... you know considering the the issues we had this season Mark like he could have been someone we could have held on to and maybe given a chance this season, you know? Uh, I totally agree with you, Paul. I've, I've, oh, I've read good things about him. What did, how did you pronounce his name? Leo Connor. Leo Connor, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. well, he was even called up to uh, the Irish senior team as well this week from the uh, Stephen Kenny there. The Irish manager called him up because he said he watched him. He sent these coaches over and they watched him a few times playing with Tramere. And he's get he's even and he he hasn't even been looked at by Celtic like when we signed him. But then again, like he's getting rave reviews for Tramere and then he's getting called up to the Irish senior team. Like so we're really missing the board back with with our young players by not giving them a chance. We are you know Well I think that's why so many of them have left over the year as well, Paul. Mm-hmm. A lot of young players have moved. I don't get us wrong, it's 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 hard to turn down Bayern Munich, isn't it? If Bayern Munich want to sign you, name matter. But I heard a story there actually about Bayern Munich, right? Because they're signing all these players, but a lot of them really aren't going to make it into the Bayern Munich team. It's it, they're basically doing what Celtic are doing, trying to sell them on in years to come and make money off them. That's what kind of Bayern Munich are doing. They don't want all the teams to have the young talent around Europe to make money where they can do it themselves. You know. Do you hear anything like a story like that before about Bayern Munich? I've heard that, but I think there's a lot of clubs, the bigger clubs do that, Paul, to be honest. Yeah. Man City have got Chelsea. I mean, the, I mean they're one of the biggest youth academies in, in 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 Europe, Man City, don't they? The, the, and Chelsea as well. There, I remember one stage they had about 20-odd players out in loan or something like that. Mm-hmm. But why would you be like a young player, Mark, like going to... These teams, like when you know you're not going to break into the first team, like but but you have a team like Celtic, then like that, Ray, you have a chance. Money that that's, be- that says it all, don't this? Better coaching, you know? Paul. Better coaching, higher level of coaching, higher level of a league. You're actually training. There's a lot of pluses for it. Do you know? It's, well, it, mm-hmm. like, it would 
it's like you being at Aki's and Celtic coming in for you. That's a massive step up with everything about the club and that. So again, if you're going for Celtic to Manchester to Bayern Munich, it's another big massive step for the actual level of basically everything. Do you know what I mean? Money's mm-hmm. no problem to them. Even look at the statement they came out with about the season tickets. If they put the season tickets up, it was only it would only make them was it five million pound a year? It says we wouldn't argue or that in a transfer fee, so we're not going to ask the fans to stump up five million. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. so. Next, I have is I'm trying to pronounce his name now. Christ, he's the the Norwegian lad, Leo Hadley. Is it? What's his name for he? Uh, Delta or something. Isn't it? Yeah, you, I, you know, he was on loan at Ross County and former Ross County manager and Celtic player John John Hughes spoke spoke highly about his displays, Mark, even though he had him for a short spell at Ross County and that he's a one for the future for Celtic. You know, and I, I saw him play once or twice for, for Ross County and he does look a solid a solid uh, uh, centre-back, Mark. You know, he does look really good. But he's only young, Mark. He's only 17. You know, you can can you can you throw a 17 year old into the Celtic defence at the at the moment, you know? Are you sure he's only you know? 17? 17, yeah. 17. So that that's that's what came up in his profile then, was 17. I didn't you know? think you were allowed to loan out players that were under 18. Don't know, let's check that. I'll check it up. Well, you're right, I've just checked yeah. it as well. Seventeen years of age, yeah. Maybe are you left two with two within your your league or, or anything like that, Mark? Are you able to do it there? Well, you know, maybe you're allowed to do it domestically then. Did did it drop? Did they drop the the age to sixteen? Now that you can sign your first professional contract when you're seventeen, I think once you sign your first professional contract, you can be be loaned out, Denmark. I think you know. Need to look that up. You know. But uh, I, I, I've seen all the reports in that him as well. He seems to be a, a right good player. I'm actually quite surprised that he's only 17. I thought he was. Mm-hmm. I thought he would have been about 20. But that's all the kind of. Uh, I'd put him back on loan again, Paul, for another year. Yeah, like they were saying on the forum there today, Mark, that we should be looking more into the Scandinavian kind of countries like Denmark, Norway, and Sweden, like because these are players who play football for the love of football, like so pick up players like Oyer, uh, Leo Ting, like that, that's really a market that we should be kind of exploiting more, shouldn't we? Norway and Denmark over those kind of, we've had, you know? We've, we've had more good positive buys than bad buys for that market. Yeah, we had Stefan Johansson the players, the players suit the Scottish game. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of similar kind of a physique kind of a, kind of a game mark, isn't it? They kind of are able to adjust to it. Uh, we spoke to Jonas about this young lad, and he said he was kind of he was good at the start for Dundee, but then he started dropping off. It was Jonathan Alaphobi. He played 19 games, but he only has three goals, and he's hitting 21 years of age. No, he's 21 now, Mark. So, like, what would you give him, like? Maybe two years if he can't break into the first team. I don't think Mackie could be good enough, then, do you think, you know? Oh, if you're getting him two years, that's him turning 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he should kind of be pushing to break into the first team. No, Mark, at that age, shouldn't you? He should be nudging to get up in the squad at match days. and You know, like, Disney these, average, for him so far. these average players, like, are between 
20 years of age and kind of 21 like so many they are kind of hitting 21 22 mark like I, I, a call needs to be, be made by Celtic if they're not going to break in to the first team like we should be looking to, to sell them on or do you know that kind of start have start having hanging around the the club and kind of free up space for okay. young, youngsters to come in do you know as I've said there, earlier there, if, if they're not going to even be pushing to get into the first team squad, they shouldn't be here. Do you know? At that kind of age, you know, at 21, 22, no, it's, not, mm-hmm. it's just not going to work out for them. Who would make these uh, decisions on these players? Now, because these players, under their profiles, they're under a uh, reserve team and acad- academy. Like, they're not really academy at the moment, they're kind of reserve team, but we've no reserve team, so... It'll be the core team that they they be probably playing in in, in, in next season. But so who would make that decision? McCart, Chris McCart. Well, he'll have a lot of input on it, I suppose. But that would be something again that, <coughs> pardon me, excuse me, that's something again that for me would come under the director of football's mm-hmm. when if and when he comes in, it'll be up to him to work with Chris McCart and. Do you know what I mean? Take on the advice of Chris McCart, own the players and see for himself what he, he thinks, maybe get the opinion of other, a couple of other coaches and that. Because then it would we, be only like, right, director of football tells a young boy he's not going to make it, he's getting sold, he's getting let go or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we spoke to Jonas about him uh, a couple of weeks back and Jonas was saying at the start he was, he was good and he started Getting his that's when he got his three goals is kind of when he went there first, but after that, Jonas said he started fading away, fading, and he eventually started being dropped and not making into the first team. Like so, you know, you have to kind of question the Denmark if, if he's not able to break into the Dundee team. Like, do you know what I mean? Good problem. Yeah, do you know? You know, like, if he's not breaking into Dundee team, uh, Dundee team, Mark, is he going? Is he good enough to break into the the Celtic first team? Then, do, do you know what I mean? You know. Oh, I... You know, like all of these players, like that, that that'll come back from loan. I can only see about maybe maybe two, three that be in around the first team next season. I say Luca Connell, Leo Connor. Uh, we'll have Dembele will be there, and we'll have Walsh there, and we'll have Montgomery there. The rest, Mark, like there's 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 question marks over if they're good enough or or, or what? Like in like a long, young Hadjad is young, like he's only seventeen, so we can't really. Include him to be breaking into the first team, Mark. You know. No, I wouldn't you know? That, no. But the other ones definitely get them. You know, I, I spoke about as well. Young Montgomery. I, I don't know where he's going to fit into the squad next year because we obviously need a, a left back. Do you think the new manager though would come in and maybe he'll sign? Maybe would he would he sign two left backs and? Do you know we don't know the thing. Like is Taylor good enough? Well, Do you know? I think Taylor's good enough for the backup. I've said that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Or I think he's good enough for the run of the mill games in Scotland. But again, when you go up a level playing in Europe, it's not mm-hmm. when they say he's good enough. So we need, for me, we need a first choice left back, one hundred percent for next season. And then you've got both Taylor and Montgomery. Mm-hmm. You need to be the backup. I don't know whether maybe better for Montgomery to get in loan for a season. Season like it, there was one player actually, Mark. I forgot was young Owen Henderson. He was on loan at Don Farman last season. Uh, he, with him as well, Paul. He deserves he's 21. Be, yeah, he deserves to be getting a, a place in the squad. 
like he was another player mark this season that came into the first team and then just vanished. Never, he, you know? never let us down when he played and then just get dropped for any apparent reason. Just the same as Sorrow, just... Yeah, exactly. Do you know, like, we, we, we started seeing, like, last season, that we had no kind of speed within the team, like, and, like, with these youngsters coming in, Mark, they'll provide that energy to the team because they want to make a career for themselves. Like, they're not going to be letting the club down like these these players have this this season, you know? You know? Oh, definitely. That's what I've, I've said before, Paul. We need to see a squad. We need a, a squad, right? Like 15, 16, like first-team quality players and then see the rest of your squad just have it made up with young boys instead of mm-hmm. spending money, wasting money. Instead of we bought this, this one for a million and a half, this one for two million. And they sit in the bench, even if they make the bench in day hee haw. Mm-hmm. We should be mm-hmm. saving that money up and buying quality for the first team, and then see these players that are just filling up the squad. That should be the young players. Exactly, Mark. Yeah. Get them, get them on for the last twenty minutes if they're three nothing you know, up and cruising in the game. Get them in about the first team squad. That's the only way they're going to break. And if you said, Mark, like have them on the bench, like so they're actually in the first team squad environment as well. Do you know what I mean? They're learning that way as well. Like you know what I mean? Not having. Got... What did you say one day, Mark? We had two two goalkeepers on the bench. Uh-huh. I've, I've noticed there's other teams doing that quite a lot as well, but I don't know what that's all about. I even seen like, the live chats, the English live chats, and that I keep an eye on on the through the forum and that. I've noticed a lot of their fans complaining about why they've had. Two goalkeepers on the bench and that. It's the bread and butter of your club, Mark, like your youth system. Like, you know what I mean? If you have a proper youth system, like you don't have to be going out spending big money. Like, you know what I mean? If you have if if you if you develop your players properly, they should be breaking into your first team if they're if they're good enough. Well, well you know we were talking about all these players that we've we've signed that have just vanished, came spent like, spent two or three seasons here and vanished. Yeah. Like that venue and things like that. If we're not producing a player for our youth team that's as good as Benu, or we shouldn't be, we need to rip up whatever we're doing and start again. Yeah, it's 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 really spending money on these players that are only that are only going to be fringe players. Our youth players should be our fringe players. Mm-hmm. It's an area, Mark, that uh, if, if we say if Richard Hughes, because I I think I I, I think it's going to be. Richard Hughes now, Mark, instead of Harkin, I think Richard Hughes is the man to come in. And, but they're not saying that he's going to come in as a scout. He spoke it's, you know, the first podcast. Yeah, he'd he be coming in. Yeah, but what happened, the, the deal now is that he's going to come in as like maybe head of football operations, but he'd be, he'd be, he'd be running the chief scout system for Eddie Howe, but he'd be looking after departments as well. You know, so I, I, I don't think Harkin's coming. You know, I think that's I think that's the thing. Like that, he be the head of all the scouts. He be the chief scout for Eddie Howe because that's what he did with Eddie Howe. But he be also looking after the the football side of things. You know, I I I can't see Celtic Mark bring in two similar men like Harkin and, and Richard Hughes. I think it's one or the other. And going by what I what I was saying, the papers, I I think it's Hughes. You know, you know. I don't. I, not too sure about that. It's back to the same thing, then, isn't it, Paul? Eddie Howe leaves in two or three years' time. It is, yeah. You it is. Oh, we am. 
it is like, but my only thinking was uh, when they first interviewed Eddie Howe, like maybe Celtic never thought of getting maybe a director of football. Maybe it was Eddie Howe that mentioned this director of football thing to Celtic. You know, you should be appointing a director of football. I work with director of football at Bournemouth. So do you think maybe maybe he brought up that conversation or was it always Celtic's plan? I think it was always big... Celtic's plan to modernise that side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, because I... Once I, Lowell I, I... was leaving, I think that was always going to be the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, because I agree with you, like, because, like, if, if Eddie Howe did leave, like, he's going to take his backroom staff again that were actually supposedly... We we want to guess in in uh, from from Bournemouth and and if Richard Hughes is there again, Mark, well Celtic are back to square one. Do you know? Well, that's what I, that's exa- we've spoke about that enough. That's yeah. one of the reasons why we want it, like an independent appointment as a director mm-hmm. of football, as we've said previously as well. Paul, did Eddie Howe suggest Hughes for it when he met Dermot Desmond? Say, yeah, I think. He's good at it. He knows what he's doing. I've worked with him before. And he'd be I think so, Mark. I, I, I think it's that one because, you know, the way Celtic are at, at, at this stage, Mark, you know, it, would it surprise you, like? Do you know? Would it surprise you if they, if they went down that route already, how that they brought in Richard Hughes as director of football and and stuff but, like that? It, well, one, you of, know? one of the good things about it is that, well, we know that... It, as long as the board keep Eddie Howe happy, he'll stick around. I mean, he was mm-hmm. with for a long time. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if he's up here winning titles, winning trophies, there's going to be... He's going to get attention, yeah. Exactly. For bigger clubs than the likes of Crystal Palace and Newcastle. Do you know what I mean? I think that's maybe one of the reasons that he's chosen, or hopefully chosen to come to Glasgow, is that instead of just being a team like Crystal Palace that's trying to stay in the English League, stay in the Premier League, come up here, win trophies, win, win leagues, play in Europe, and then it'll be teams that are looking to push for Europe and English. Like, like Leicester with Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, he's progressed Leicester more than anything, Mark, hasn't he, Rodgers? You know? Well, you know, but I know he... Not as much as Ranieri did. <laughs> Put me back in my box there. <laughs> there, David Gallagher saying on the four on the live chat there. Take a wee note of that about strict liability. We'll take that. Take a wee note of that. And we'll talk about it in the next podcast. Mhm. I like that down there now. Was it David Gallagher? Go on, walk away there, man. Keep talking there. So. The go go by so right that who, whoever the director of football is is like this this isn't well I know we spoke about laws Mark but we have serious faults in our youth academy at the moment that really really need to be addressed like don't we you know just the overall clubs get problems that are needing addressed the youth academy is just another another one of them I, we keep saying it that what are these Young players, what level are they going to? What level are they at? That's what I'm saying, Mark. Like, like these players, but are they just been ignored, or are they? Yeah. Are they just are no good enough? Something needs we, to be addressed over that. Bobby, it's like to what you said, like, are they good enough? But we don't know if they're good enough. It's it's gone back to the the Zorro, uh, situation. Like he's been called up to the Ivory Coast uh, uh, World Cup team, Mark, and he hasn't even getting been getting a look in at Celtic. Other managers seem to be seeing 
progress in Celtics players and youngsters rather than Celtic. You know, even Bayern Munich, Mark, who are over in Germany, have seen how how good Celtic youth youth players are. Do you know what I mean? But we seem to be just blanking them out that we don't have have no interest in them. Do you know? Do you know that kind of a way? You know. I've said it before. There's no clear pathway for. I mean, see if Julian hadn't been injured and Duffy had the Duffy deal had worked out, would we have seen Welsh playing this season? Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke. I watched an interview there with um, uh, Gary Neville and uh, Alex Ferguson, and he was saying that when he was signing the the two Neville brothers at at the time, Alex Ferguson met their mothers, and he said to him, he says. In about five, six years, about, they, I think they signed. We say they signed. We say they signed when they were sixteen. If I don't have them playing in the Manchester United team by their but by their twenties and twenty ones, he says it, it, it was a mistake by me. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You know, that I see them playing in 70,000 fans at Old Trafford and stuff. So Alex Foxen is a manager who 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 had a plan for his youngsters, Mark. Do you know what I mean? He he, he knew what the, who were good enough and who weren't good enough. Do you know? Do you know? Do, do you know? Like, that's what, you, what we want a manager to do is who's not afraid to give your youngsters a go. No. You know? No, definitely. There's a right time to do it, Paul. There's a wrong time mm-hmm. to do it. And- that's a, mm-hmm. that's a sign of a good manager, knowing exactly. what the right time is. But mm-hmm. there, we're seeing young Welsh, right, he came in, we've said that he had a great season, but without injuries, if Duffy... He wouldn't have got a look in, Mark. No, yeah, he wouldn't he... have, I don't think so. He'd probably have just, I don't know, let maybe left at the end of this season because he's not getting first-team football, or even a hint of first-team football. And like, even... He... The other players are at that kind of level that... If you throw them in, they'll do a job. Henderson, another one. See, we're, yeah, he pl- we're sick kind of slagging it off as if it's not working, but we're naming players, Paul, that it is working. They're just no. It is, and, they, and they've come in like they've they won game and they're gone, Denmark. Do you know what I mean? That's how they're getting. You know? The youth team see, it seems to be working for producing players like Welsh, Henderson, but they're not getting, pardon me, but they're not getting the chance in the first team. And that yeah. stumbling block. And that's, it's, it's like. Like it's like what Barry said the other day. Like Barry was saying just the other day, like, like Zara did nothing wrong to be dropped out of the Celtic team. Like, do you know, did nothing. Like, and old blues wrong being. Yeah, do you know, it seemed to be favoritism 
under the law, and, and it continued till the whole season. And that's the problem, I think, with Celtic, Mark, is that if you if we employ someone who maybe has connections to the club and, and stuff like that, like former players, like they're going to have their favourites that they maybe they played with or they managed before. And the same thing happened with Lennon. You know, so I, I think Eddie Howe would be a good appointment, Mark, because he doesn't know these players. He's no attachment to them. And he's, he'll come in and he'll make his own judgment on who's good enough and who's not good enough. And clear, you know? clear the deck a bit of people that yeah. basically don't want to be there or, or are only trying a leg. But exactly. Keep, keep going back as well, Paul, to what Roy Keane said. Roy Keane says, you're not dropping me. I'm Roy Keane and I play at 100%. Exactly. 100% every week. You don't, you don't get dropped because you're the gaffer's blue-eyed boy. You get dropped when you're not playing well. So if you're playing well and playing at 100%. Give your manager a chance not to drop you like, yeah. It's exactly that. You know, and if you're playing well, Mark, as a youngster, the Celtic fans will love you. Do you know? Celtic fans will be on their back. Do you get what I mean? See if they mm-hmm. miss a pass, the fans will be on their back kind of thing. But see, in the longer term, over the, do you get what I mean? If, if the fans see a young player out there trying his best and getting it 100%, making the wee odd mistake, either will moan at him about it at the time, but will be forgot about. Cairn Tierney mm-hmm. made mistakes. Mm-hmm. But they were quickly forgotten about because he was getting 100%. He was, do you get what I mean? He was, it wasn't a laziness. It wasn't a notice through lack of trying, he was making mistakes, it was just general mm-hmm. mistakes, and young players will make them, but if they're out there giving their best, the fans will give them every chance to mm-hmm, exactly, to prove themselves and they may have to prove themselves in, in our next next topic, Mark, our next topic is that the pre-season schedule has been announced for Celtic for next season, it will be a training camp uh, in Wales, it's it's a state-of-the-art training camp. It's 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 world-class facilities, and it's a nine. Celtic will be training this camp for nine days, where they will have three behind closed doors matches. Uh, Seventh of July, they'll play their first game. No uh, opposition has been confirmed. Yes, uh, the tenth of July, they will be playing Charlton. The fourteenth of July, they will be playing Bristol City. Seventeenth uh, July, they'll be back home at uh, Celtic Park, uh, where they'll be playing. Uh, Preston North End, and then they'll be in the London Stadium to to to, to play West Ham. Now, I saw on a few kind of Twitter sites, Mark, and, and stuff like that, like Celtic fans said, why are they sorting out a pre-season uh, training camp when there's no manager? Like, the, the club still has to run, Mark, don't they? Exactly. That's the thing about it. The club, the club still has to run, even due to this with the season tickets coming out of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things have still got to move. We can't just no make plans. Do you get what I mean? We can't just mm-hmm. see, see with the new manager. Again, as, as Eddie Howe had input on this schedule. I, I, I was looking, and I looked everywhere, because I, I was looking at uh, Eddie Howe's time at Bournemouth, and I was looking to see if Bournemouth actually ever stayed in Wales in this training facility. Now, they didn't give the name, so I couldn't check the name, but I was looking around. But Bournemouth never trained in Wales for pre-season, so I, do, I couldn't make that. I was delighted myself if I could have made that connection, Mark, but I couldn't. <laughs> well that, thought of there, Paul, well thought of. You know, but it, it, there was no connection there. But uh, I think it's a benefit for Celtic, Mark, this year to stay in the UK because well, of the amount 
uh, epidemic stuff and that, but basically this as well. It's a training camp, as in. Exactly, Mark. And, and if you sign, if you sign players, Mark, we say from like uh, England or, or Scotland, like, they don't have to get on a plane, fly away to fucking Spain or think to join up with the squad like they're in the UK. And with, with matches coming fast, Mark, like the the Preston North End games and the West Ham games, in between those two games is going to be the the qualifier for for the, the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? So you can't be travelling around fucking Europe, Mark, when you have all your Champions League games coming up as well. And considering the amount of players we have to sign, so I think it's a good idea to have the training camp in Wales this season, you know? Keep travelling abroad to a minimum, Paul. Mm-hmm. That's the best way you're doing it. But I say, this is just a training camp. It could just be the, the sports science fitness people that have arranged this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no... It's no Wales, uh, Wales uh, rugby team and the Wales national team go to this facility... Maybe so, that, can I still give him some kicking tips? Oh, Jesus Christ, don't he? Maybe he'll fucking stay down there and sign for Cardiff. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ, he'd be, he, he be getting six pointers there over, over the bar. I said, oh, will he be there, Mark, do you think? Will he be there come come July, Christy? Oh, well, I don't know when's this European Championship and that. I start in, 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 in June, isn't it? Is that is that start? No, July as well. That's in the wrong the same time, isn't it? Um, kind of mid June is that starting? The last, the last two weeks, the last week of June and the kind of first first week of July. It's two, it's two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, look at up, boom, see if that's going to affect her. You know, qualifiers. Because it's true what it's true what um what Barry said. Like Christie could have a great European championships for for Scotland just to put himself in the shop window. You know, you could see players doing that, Mark. Like, when we spoke about like players that that would have a good uh, European Championship or World Cup, and then they get signed and they're shocking. Then for their clubs, uh-huh. you know. I read, like, I read something the other day, an article, and it was somebody. It was an ex-player talking about that, but it was it was Celtic related, but it was an English. It was an English pundit that was writing, it and he was talking about how it odd. Don't look at these European Championships for players in that. It's Did we sign the, the fella? Um, Martin. Van Harry. Uh, Martin, yeah. he was a pundit with BBC. And he signed him, but that Bel- Belgium were, uh. were, were playing. And we signed the Mexican fella as well because of the of, of, a, of a World Cup, didn't we? Yares. Yares. Yeah, he was on the back like so. You can't really judge players. That's the Simone Pound in him, wasn't it? Yeah, he was another... Flop shop, aren't they? Did I name him in the flop list? I think we did. <laughs> I think we did. You know, so on the plus side, and I saw it there on the on the live chat was um, Sinclair will be coming back to Celtic, and I love to have the fans back in in, in Celtic Park for that mark to maybe thank Sinclair for what he he did up in Celtic at his time here. Do you know what I mean? And show the fans, the fans show them how much we actually appreciate him and miss miss him is, is an understatement this season, Mark, isn't it? Oh, we, you know? we definitely missed him, no doubt about that. You know, so like, do, do you think they're good? They're, they're good games, Mark, like to be playing, like Charlton, thing, just get the fitness levels up. See, you know, due to the fact that there's no going to be any fans or that, well, maybe no going to be any fans out there, Paul's, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just pre-season friendlies. They're, they're meaningless and pointless. Don't, I mean, I used to go to them and just sit there bored out my skull, but I still went to them. But they were, exactly. really, they were really, really poor to it's all about just uh, to get Gabe time Mark, in to just get it under the belt, get the fitness levels up. So it doesn't, again, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really I'd like to see a good few players, like, maybe that, by by that time, Jesus, if, if we're still waiting for a decision from Eddie Howe, come in July. But see, on the Eddie Howe thing, right, a lot of people were saying, the day that it was going to be Friday, and well, we're going to bring it up with this thing by the season tickets later on. But as I was, oh, well, it must be every everybody was basically saying it was going to be Friday. His garden he doesn't finish till Monday, Mark, isn't this? Well, I don't, I don't know when it is, but I was thinking, see if it was going to be Friday, they would, I don't, would they push the season tickets out that early? For I mean, for two days. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking this is. And then, made I said the other night on the podcast, the next thing will be that his contract is not the end of the 31st of May. I've seen some people have been saying that. Yeah, I, I, I said that in the thing. Is pre- I think it'll be the 1st of June, Mark, maybe next Tuesday or next Wednesday. I think it might, that could be the way that, it's looking now, because that, I've said before, what else possibly could it be holding it up now? You know, because maybe, like, your contract's not going to end, really, Mark, in the, be, until the month finishes, like, in this. But see, you know? think about it, how, see if it is something to do with that, how petty are Bournemouth being and holding them to that? But that's it, Mark, isn't it? Like, okay. hold them to this. Remember, I was saying to you about the Garney, it's all legal terms why, why it can't be announced. No, it must be, because, f- it must be financial terms. Yeah, do you know? And, it must be something to do with that, and it's, it's going to cause Bournemouth... X amount of money, and they're willing to hold him to that if he tries. But even like that with a day, because to me, it's the, there's no no reason whatsoever that Celtic can't announce Eddie Howe. Yeah, even we can announce players six months in advance when they're contracts like Max Bayern. Even even us, like like Celtic fans, we're frustrated. But I see Eddie Howe's frustrated as well that he can't get into the into the manager job and start working immediately at Celtic. You know, I, I say he's frustrated as well by the the situation, do you think? I think I'm you know? involved, frustrated. Mm-hmm. Even Eddie Howe, he'll, uh, he'll be frustrated. The Celtic board will f- be f- frustrated. And, well, the fans are up to high doorway and have been for months. It is. like it's a, it, it seems to be a, a long process, Mark, that kind of, we kind of see no... Uh, into it, like you know what I mean. It just seems we're always saying, like, maybe next week, no, we'll see. Then next week, come, we'll say the, the week after, you know, it seems to be dragging on, dragging on week by week, week by week, you know. It needs to come to your head in the next, the next few exactly, days. It really does exactly. Oh, I've been proved wrong that mm-hmm. they were waiting on announcing the manager before the season ticket announcement would come out. Exactly, because we, we thought, like, you Mark, like... Word, you read the word in it, and maybe they were expecting that. Like, maybe. Maybe they'll thought he, they have him in place by now, like, but... Because I hope, Mark, like, nothing has happened in the... in the contract negotiations or, or, or anything like that. That said, they decided they had to put it out, the, the, the season tickets, you know? No, I don't... I think it's too far down the line for... Mm-hmm. anything to go wrong. But see if it's... Even if it is, isn't Eddie Howe, I think 
whoever it is, it's too far down the line now for anything to put a spanner in the works. Exactly. So it's 24 years yesterday when Celtic made history by winning the European Cup against Inter Milan on the 25th of May 1967. The final score in the match was 2-1 to the Celtic. All Celtic men, uh, members of the 15-man squad were born within 10 miles of Celtic Park. Bobby Lennox was born 30 miles away from Celtic Park in Saltcourts and Tommy Gimmel was born in Motherwell, 11 miles from, from Parkhead. Uh, Jimmy Johnson des- described Celtic style of, the, of of that era. It was like the Dutch style of play, but speeded up. Uh, Alexandro Mazzello opened the scoring for from a penalty uh, in the in the seventh minute when uh, Jimmy Jim Craig brought brought down Winasso uh, Capellini in the box. Uh, the Italians then retreated to their famous defensive style of play. Celtic goalkeeper Ronnie Simpson only made uh, two saves throughout the, the whole game compared to 13 saves made by Inter Milan goalkeeper uh, Jalino Smart, Smarty uh, who, 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 who had to make numerous saves throughout the game. On the 63rd minute of the clock, Craig made amends for his foul in the box when he had a, he had, uh, laid off the ball for Tommy Kim to score for Celtic's uh, equaliser on the second oh, and on the 83rd minute of the clock Gimmel was allowed space and he played the ball into Barry Mordock whose long range shot was deflected by Stevie Chambers past Marty into the net Celtic were the first British club uh, to win the, the European Cup and still the only club in Scotland to, to lift the trophy. The Celtic team of that day was Ronnie Simpson, Jimmy Craig, Tommy Gibble, Bobby Mordock, Billy McNeil, Captain, John Clark, Jimmy Johnson, Willie Wallace, Steve Chambers and Bertie Earl. The manager was the late and great Jock Steen, assistant Jimmy Fannell. Five players, I think, Mark, are, are still with us today. Am I right in saying that? There's only five of them left. Uh-huh. Do you know, I don't remember it. I was reading this off the paper, so I hope I, I got some, some facts right. What, what do you, if you can, Mark, do you remember anything? How old are you? What, what back? Oh, well, that, that you forget. <laughs> I, was, I was only born in 1974. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you still can remember it like you were three. <laughs> three. 67, 74. 74. All right, I thought you said 64 there. Oh. <laughs> you know, but you're pushing your luck here, boy. They're they're talking about like legends lately of 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 Scott Brown, like who eventually will come a Celtic legend. But Mark, these lads will never be forgetting in uh in, in Celtic's history, will they? No. You know, it's like it's like a could triple treble. We said, mm. said that the other night. There's other teams have won more than 10 in a row. Their team's won 13, 14 in a row. Celtic won that European Cup. I don't see any other Scottish team ever win the European Cup. And I don't see any other team in the world doing a quadruple treble. My, my triple trebles like our kind of generation. Generation, Mark. Into chess, exactly. European Cup win. Exactly. Uh, my best moment of, of, of this is uh, on the, the 20th anniversary when the, the whole stadium 
was all wrapped in green and they had the flags and the, the green brigade were over the corner with the 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 torches uh, on on fire in the in the corner you know that was and they had all the 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 the, the players on the team in the state that was amazing scenes then Mark even even I said to be in that stadium at that time like if I felt goosebumps at home like I just can imagine being in the stadium for that you know well, one thing about Celtic the club and the fans they know how to celebrate and put mm-hmm. on occasion when it comes to things like that fantastic times Aiden. you know but, but going by that like what we were talking about, like Celtic making history mark and stuff like that. It's nearly impossible now for Celtic to achieve something like this because of the way UEFA have kind of changed everything for the lower league clubs in in, in Europe. You know, it's all about the English Premier League. Now the big guns, Barcelona, Real Madrid. You know, you've, Celtic aren't going to get an opportunity to make history like this again, are they? No. You know? No. No. You know? We'll never see it anyway. In our lifetime, we'll never see any kind of shift that, that things like that can happen again. Like, like even back then, Mark. Like, like tell what you're saying. It's a kind of close shop. Even the Europa League, all these big teams drop down for the Champions League, and that blows teams like Celtic that out the water. Again. It does, yeah, it does, Mark. Don't this? Like, we're all right to we're all right to take part in the early rounds and that, but see, once it gets to the business end. They want the teams that have flopped in Europa League to be to be in there. The, the teams that have flopped out the Champions League. They want them to be in the Europa League finals and that. It's just the, exactly. Like, it's like it's it's like having all the kind of like tonight. Now, like we we have like Manchester United and, and Villarreal. Like Villarreal are kind of mid-season third, fourth table anyway back in the in the La Liga. But Manchester United aren't a, a Europa League team at all. You know they're a Champions League team who shouldn't. Realistically, be playing in the Europa League, do you know? No, it's not. Maybe. It's blocking out everyone, like from from the likes of Celtic, like the likes of Ajax, who who, who... again is guaranteeing one of uh, one of these big teams for the bigger leagues. It's guaranteeing name another Champions League spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, even um, Real won it. It's still, it's like another Champions League spot for Spain. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's, it's benefiting no one, Mark. Like, so it's not, it's just, you know, all set up to help all these big teams. You know, uh, one thing I remember when I was when I was doing this was, um, I remember on the forum I asked uh, Buzzbomb who was where did he get the Buzzbomb name, and he told me it was it was Bobby Lennox, and I actually remembered the uh, Buzz last night when I was when I was re- reading this. What I hear of him, Mark, he was supposed to be lightning fast, was he? This this Bobby Lennox, you know? I didn't mind him playing. <laughs> well, obviously you saw YouTube clips. I, I saw you. Right? I saw you. Yeah, yeah. I oh, just talking as if I can mind him playing. Mark, don't lie. We're going <laughs> words off camera later on about this ageism. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, even the stories I've heard of the older guys and that, he was, he was rapid. You know, because there, there's not going to be much of them left now, Mark. In in, in another couple of years, because they, they are pushing on. I, I saw a a YouTube clip there of of of, of uh, Bertie Old, and he he really looks that he's really really after being pushing on. You know, so I think we treasure these lads, Mark, as long as we have them, and 
they'll always be Celtic legends in our eyes. And even in a hundred years' time, Paul, they'll still talk about Lisbon lines. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I'm saying. Like that, as long as the the remaining lads are with us, you know, we we have to keep assuring them that they are Celtic legends. And any time they come to Celtic Park, and as the fans do, Mark, they always sing songs about them. You know, so they, as you said, Mark, they'll never be forgotten. And you know, 24 years, I can just imagine. Hopefully, we'll have fans back in the the stadium next season, Mark, for for the 20, 20, 25th anniversary of it next season. 50, you know. What? 55th. 55th, is this? 55th. If it was only 55th, I would have minded it. Some, be some... Um, <laughs> so, it'd be some uh, anniversary, though, wouldn't this? Going for 55. Next, next season. You know, I'm sure we could slip on 56 there for that, couldn't we? You know? Jesus. <laughs> so, next on the line, we're going to have Jonas and Michael and um, uh, the reason... Swiftly move on for that. Yeah, the next we asked uh, Jonas back in the line was because uh, when he was last on the podcast, he was saying how committed uh, Mickey Mallon taught the Dundee players in the boat that he was committed to the the Dundee cause and that he was here for the long haul. And then over the weekend, news came out that Mickey Mallon had left Dundee United. That was a shock, Mark, wasn't it? I, I wasn't expecting it. I was not, especially after what we were talking to. Jonas, when he said that, uh, you there, Mikey? All right, how's everybody getting on? Oh, all right, mate. Can you add Jonas in, mate? Yeah, I'm just doing it just now. Good man. No, I, did, I wasn't expecting it at all. No, because you sent me the text on there. Uh, was it Sunday night, Mark? Was it Sunday or Monday night you sent it to me? I can't remember what night it was. Evening, bud. Evening, Jonas. Thanks again for Jonas, bud. Welcome back. Uh, th- a bit of a strange few days for yourselves at Dundee United, just after talking to us in the podcast last week. You mentioned how committed Mickey Mallon was to, to Dundee United, and all of a sudden he packed up bags and went. Did, did something happen? You well, saw? Uh, well, I don't know if I said the last time I was on, but basically I think it was a week past Monday there. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the season, uh, debrief at the training centre at St Andrews. And then all the talk then was Tranmere Rovers had fired their managers. I think, yeah, I remember I said that in the last podcast yeah. yourselves, yeah. yeah. Aye, so that was sort of doing the rounds in the local press. And then you had, I think he'd been linked with another job, but Doncaster eventually ended up appointing Richie Wellens, who he was in the frame for Doncaster as well. So anyway, they had to end the season debrief and then it was a case, I think his comments were along the lines of, move my family up here, I've got a golf membership at St Andrews. I think I mentioned that to you lads last yes, time. Yes, you did, yeah. I was talking about yeah. that. And, uh, and then obviously the news broke a couple of days ago. First of all, it was the, the papers saying that um, he was set to leave in an exclusive. It came out sort of, I think it was evening, and then the club um, officially announced it yesterday, so... The thing is, I think there was always a feeling that from a lot of the supporters that he was going to go, but mm-hmm. it was just, I think it was just the U-turn in a way. It was sort of went from him saying, I'm happy, I've moved my family up here, I'm committed, and then all of a sudden, he's then... And then the, the, the way the club worded it was an amicable, an amicable parting of the way, so basically a mutual consent, if you want to dress up in modern mm-hmm. football jargon, you know? Mm-hmm. But was it... Was it... Do you think it was just purely his decision that he, he, he wanted to leave Jonas, do you think? 
Well, no, I, I think there's there's obviously been disagreements at board level. Um, I mean, what the owners, what the chairman said was he said that we thank Mickey for his efforts and he met our goals. But I think probably, that, I mean, he, he says he met the goals, right? And his remit that would have probably been just to keep us up, right? Or, or maybe the, the exactly. club line is the club line. But maybe the remit behind the scenes or at board level was to get into the top six. And I think the fact that we won one game in the top six was kind of in the bottom six, sorry, was kind of masked by obviously getting to the final of the Scottish Cup, but then we were poor in that as well. And it sort of kind of, the season just sort of fizzled out. So fizzled out for you then, yeah, because yeah. that seemed to be a big problem for you this season was 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 the to join a lot of games. Like and when we talked to yourself, like the fans were expecting the team, like to see the, the players that you have and, and stuff like that, you that you should have been pushing for the top six and maybe as you said, like that, maybe the, maybe he didn't actually meet the the board ex- expectations, Jonas. You know. Yeah, because like we'll never know what the board's expectations were, but yes. I would uh, I would imagine with the amount of investment with the owners, the players that we had, top six would have probably been a minimum requirement. I mean, the club line would have been no fans, pandemic, first season up, it's an exceptional circumstances. Make sure you don't get relegated. But we, I don't think mean. I don't think anybody's going to... I'm not convinced that Livingston or St Myrne or, you know, these sides are, are, are much better than us, like, you know, Motherwell, yeah, you know what exactly, I mean? Yeah, exactly, yes, exactly. Michael, what was your kind of reaction when you when you heard it? Because I know you like going to some matches with, with Jonas as well to, to Dundee United. Before I go into that, I just want to congratulate Mark on being the person on the forum tonight. <laughs> yes, I can't hear you, Mikey. But um, yeah, I, I'm not surprised that um, he's moved on. Um, I personally believe that um, if there was fans in the stadium since the start of the season, there were certainly parts that season I don't think he would have made it through as manager without getting stuck. So I think they've just came to an amicable. I just think next season. I think he'd struggle struggle with the football that he plays. Yeah, like that was that was a big problem for Jonas. Wanted like the the style of football. He he kind of wasn't happy with the style of football he was playing either. So he weren't, you know. No, no, like it was it wasn't very good to watch. I mean, I really wasn't. I really wasn't sort of um, sort of something that you would that you would like to indulge in. It was probably be on the on par with getting booked in for a. For a medical, but it was Harold Shipman that was conducting it. You know, that's probably the best way to describe the experience. <laughs> like, you know, so come up, come up with no leg and you tell you can play on Saturday. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think, yeah, it wasn't easy on the eye. And like what Michael just said there, I think maybe again, what a few people are saying is he, he honked, he did stink out the joint with his football this season, and he achieved survival. But again, like I say, it's debatable whether that was. That was the the actual targets, you know. That was the remit that was maybe yeah. we as fans were fed, but you don't know what the club line was, you know. Exactly, Mark. You are kind of when 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 you heard the noise being breaking, you kind of thought it was a a bit of a shock to the system as well, didn't you? You kind of weren't expected by no one really, so I wasn't. Wasn't expecting it at all after what Jonas had said the other night about him moving his family up here and that. You know, but does that kind of sorry? But just came out of the blue a bit. But does that kind of uh, kind of say like that in the modern football now, Mark? Like that after him saying that to the players and and telling me he'd be here that he's moving, 
there's no loyalty in the modern game anymore. So there's not, you know. No, it's so so business and meeting. Mm-hmm. You're says meeting your targets. Maybe they didn't meet the targets they weren't expected them to. Exactly. You notice any early targets for being mentioned or? <laughs> well, this is where um there was a bit of a an atom bomb drop sort of social media went sort of wild yesterday because the rumour was that they're looking to promote from within. So the the bookies' favourite is a lad. I don't know you lads probably don't know much about him. A lad, um, Tom Courts, who was the manager at ex manager of Kelty Harps Juniors before Barry Ferguson took the gig. And he's been head of our tactical performance department in the academy for about 15 months. So the talk is that it'd be him and maybe the, the sporting director's son, who's also part of the, the set-up in the under, sort of the youth team. He's like, I think he's under-18s or the development manager or whatever it is, like the mm-hmm. manager, like whatever the level is below, you know, the, the first team. I can't remember if it was under-18s or if it's the development squad. I can't remember the exact wording. However... I think there was there was uproar when that was suggested because Disney sound too hot, didn't you know you in a sack? No, no, not at all, uh, Mark. The reason being, and with Dundee getting promoted, that's just ratcheted the pressure up a few degrees as well now because they're now back in, at, around the table as well. So the first thing you, you've got is you need the fact that you've got them. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if that's not giving everybody a, a boot up the backside, then. Nothing else. So it's crucial that they get the correct appointment, and it just sort of smacks a bit of nepotism that it's going to be someone who's involved, fathers sort of overseeing who gets promoted, and it's got a sort of jobs for the boys feel about it. And I think that's what's what's certainly got a vast majority of the fan bases back up, like you know. That could actually like kind of cause a, a disconnect as well. Like if it's kind of if the the, the the family owners are kind of promoting kind of their own sons and and kind of within the club like that's going to put a disconnect between the 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 the, the board and the fans you understand this yeah you know I mean like I say I'm, I, I, I like I can only speculate like I've got nothing concrete to say that that's what's happening but the fact that he's book he's favourite and that there's been rumours I mean there's rumours that there's about four or five people on the shortlist and this might not be this might just be the club drip feeding a rumour onto social media or the papers. To mm-hmm. try and gauge a reaction, and then they've probably seen the fact that it's went down like a lead balloon, and they'll probably if if they're I think <laughs> they'll they'll reconsider, you know, if if there's anybody well, been reading uh, social media. Pop out the dream team Celtic, uh, uh, Michael, uh, Neil Lennon, and John Kennedy for for Dundee. I said, Lindy. I, I think uh, like there's I just think that's a non-starter. Just the money would be. Thing, but going on, but, what you're saying about the guys that are mentioned, if they got that job at Dundee United, then that's that, to put it in perspective, that's worse. Uh-huh. If, if they get a point, that's worse than if John Kennedy got the permit. That's how bad that is. It's hell, that's the measure. Does, to be honest, does this affect like does does this affect like when we talked last? Like, my I, I was very impressed the way that the, the way Dundee was run, like, but does this affect? Dundee. That's what I said. You did. I said, you know, I said, you didn't let me finish. You just came in. And just you didn't. Didn't. And, <laughs> but does this affect your preparations now for for the start of the season? Like you ha- basically have to start kind of recruiting again now for for well, manager, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is the second season in a row that this has happened. Yeah, it's year. One year is all he's there, like, isn't it? One year. Well, Robbie yeah. Nielsen up sticks and went to Hearts last pre-season, and then this has happened again. I mean, like I said, that. 
that appointment, it, it wouldn't. I think the the problem is there's obviously because the owners haven't been able to get over and things like that. There's obviously they're dele- there's obviously stuff they're delegated the running of the side of the club, but I don't think there's enough experience. There's the wrong decisions are maybe getting made at boardroom level. However, like I say, if, if these two guys do get the job, then I'm 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 I'm, I'm going to back obviously the club, and now you're not going to see your team, is it? And it, you're not going to. No, but them. But the only way the only way I could see this being feasible is with if they br- they need to bring in a, a vast sort of but experience in. To, you know what I mean? Because I think the lad's only in his mid thirties. So I mean, and you're gonna have you know pros, older lads wanting to take advice off a off exactly, a guy that's only yeah. managing a, a junior football club. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look good. Put it that way. <laughs> the only reason I can see why they're kind of doing that because. You, you already kind of have a kind of a sports science kind of fella, don't you? That kind of looks after the the operations of the club. Like, so is it is it him that's making this decision that yeah, maybe well, promote within Jonas, yeah? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's the sporting director sort of making these decisions. But the problem is he's not exper- really experienced on that role either. So it's one of these things where, you know, are these decisions just jobs for the boys? Are they getting made with the best interest of the club at heart? Or is he just running it like his own sort of... Is he just playing fantasy football? It's not, you know what I mean? It's not a computer game either. So it, it does, I mean, like, put it this way, it's, it hasn't been well received anyway, I can assure you of that. Oh, I, I couldn't, just, just by, by, by hearing the mark, like you can understand why. Do you know what I mean? Like, Jonas is kind of physically, mentally kind of hurt over this. Like, you know, that these decisions, like, it could really put Dundee United in trouble next season, Mark, couldn't it, if they do this appointment? You know? Definitely. I definitely would. I don't think there's any good about it. If they've just seemed don't they're not experiencing but the mm-hmm. same, they've not got any experience in dealing with what they're what they're gonna be facing. It's really it's look it would be like Celtic appointing that Tim Williamson. That's what it would be like. That's what it's looking like, isn't it? Yeah, that would like or even appointing the Lennon and John Kennedy once we get over that. You know? But <laughs> Mikey like Looking from the outside, you like do do you think like that if they if they would appoint these 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 management that considering that Dundee will be in the the Premiership next season, are are Dundee like the top in risk of being relegated? If it stays the way that if it stays the way that is now, and they appoint the guys, I think Dundee United would get relegated. And I personally think that after watching Dundee in the playoffs, uh-huh. as a squad. Is equal or maybe even a bit better than Dundee United just now, is is and they're in a better place. But um, me and yours were talking before we actually came on, and one of the the manager choices for Dundee United, I think, will be John Hughes. I still think that'll be John Hughes that gets it. John Hughes would be would be a bad bit, Mark. Actually, for Dundee United, wouldn't it, John Hughes? Oh, I think that would be a good fit. Oh, he John Hughes. I'd have rather we'd went for somebody like John Hughes to work beside Ronnie Dyla than mm-hmm. John Collins. To be honest, I say I think you'd be happy with John Hughes rather than these rumoured appointments, wouldn't you? You know. Yeah, no, like I mean, abs- oh, I mean, I would, I would be. It'd have to be horrific for me to consider anybody, you know, them two over anybody else. Put it that way. So. It's, um, and how it's concrete is it, Jonas? Is it, is it just rumour or is it well, kind of... And yeah, I mean, the thing is, it was 
there was a there was an article in the in the uh, Daily Record just that someone had copied from a newspaper years ago of doing a wee bit of profiling on the lad. I never read it personally, like, but and then the thing is, it was sort of it's been it's obviously been like I say, drip fed. One of the theories through going through the fans is that that the, what they've done is they've dripped dripped this onto social media and leaked it to the press to, to gauge a reaction. Similar happened last year. With um, we were linked with Malky Mackay, but obviously when you had that, those messages that got leaked from him in, the, in that WhatsApp chat, and it wasn't kind of like there was a racial, obviously racist comments yes, and whatever. Yes. There was an absolute uproar amongst the United support, and then the club backed out of the move because of like what they'd seen on social media, because people were threatening to refund season tickets and not go back, and people were and saying he's kind lose. of been he's kind of been linked around again as well, hasn't he? This time round as well, hasn't he? County job. Ah, he's in the Paul. Yeah, he got appointed manager of Ross County, but like I say, he was actually one of the shortlists, but that's obviously been nullified due to him taking that role, but like I say, um, I'm just hoping that it's a sort of, they're dipping their toes in the water to see what the reaction would be, and based on the reaction, because it's been met with condemnation right exactly, from like across the board. Exactly, it was, it was kind of leaked out to the media first to see what way the reaction would be by the fans, Jonas, I think, that, that kind of way, do you think? Yeah, that that that's a very strong sort of theory anyway that's going around at the moment. Uh, it was a, it was a sort of test of water. Do you think drop a bombshell? Do you think it's maybe like an American thing, Jonas? Did American sports do they work like that? Like the coaches end, the coaches work their way up through a system in the club. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not massively like you know experienced on uh, that's a, American sports, a, but can you be statistician for the? So many if well, team the next time four year time you get the top man's job. Well, the thing is, I do. Me and Michael as well. Turnix, we like we watch the ice hockey. I'm into the ice hockey just because of my origins and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in ice hockey, they do sort of tend to promote within an organisation. You'll have a general manager, n- not often a coach, but you'll certainly the backroom staff seem to be. You're very. You don't see it brought in from just from my experience. I might be talking utter nonsense here, but just from what I'm seeing. It seems to be internal organisation promotion, like organisational promotion. So I don't know whether this is the way they're trying to go about it. But like I say, we after just staying up, I mean, and then the club came out and said that their ambitions next season are to f- compete for tops, well, the to, to top end of the table and a decent cup run. Why would you put that in jeopardy by appointing a, a pair of novices when you've got a, when you've got Dundee coming up and you've still yes. got, you've got question marks over like three or four of the biggest players in the squad as well? I mean, it could be it could be absolutely catastrophic. Because the next question I was going to ask you is, you must be happy that Dundee are back in the Premier League this season. But looking at it, no, I don't think that's uh, a good question to ask you, honest. <laughs> Oh, come on, I'm, I don't really get much enjoyment from that, to be honest with you. Like, I, I know you boys are it's a different kettle of fish for you lads, but I just don't, I just don't enjoy that that but we, the build up where I work. I work in like a sort of merchant environment as well, so I've got mm-hmm. loads of Dundee. Like one of our biggest clients are a family of Dundee fans and stuff like that, and it's just I had to face them when they relegated us in 2016. I had to take two days off work and everything. Eh? So it's just. <laughs> It's just one of those things, like, I could be doing without it, to be honest. But now that they're up, it's good for the economy it's the good, city Yeah, it'd be good for your city. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it'd, be, it'd be good for the area, Mac, to have that uh, good for, uh, derby. Good for yes. as well. We spoke about before about the, when we spoke about the commitment to players. Do you know how 
even if it doesn't matter if it's Celtic Rangers, Dundee, Dundee United, the passion that these derbies bring out in the whole community in the area. It's good. It's just it's good for the league. It's good for the Scottish game as a whole. I think that Dundee's back up, and it's getting mm-hmm. terrible. Kilmarnock pitch out the top league. Exactly. Uh, you honest, what what would be the the financial situation between the two two clubs? Is is it similar, or would be Dundee United be slightly ahead with your American owners involved? Well, they've got American owners as well, and they've been quite wow. conservative. I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really like to. To try and make assumptions on, on what their finances are like compared to ours. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody's finances after the year that they've had with no exactly, game revenue, yeah. no hospitality revenue, no match day income. I don't think anybody's finances will be looking particularly fantastic. If I'm, if I'm being honest, like yeah, mm-hmm. especially next season, like, like being back in the Premiership, like it's good for the two teams as well. Like considering the pandemic we had last season, you're honest, you know, it's good that. They, 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 they'll have a better group of fans coming into for today's league games that now it's in the Premier League as well, you know? Right, well, like I say, at least, you know, we don't have to worry about Hamilton bringing their 25 supporters on a Saturday or whatever, or, you know, I mean, it's... it's uh... What is this? What's going on here tonight? I'm getting bullied on here tonight. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> I'm actually from Hamilton, Jonas, just in case you didn't know that. That's just like a wee joke, a wee soft spot. For that. Oh, oh dear, right, right. I didn't realise. <laughs> That'll be me band now. No matter back again, eh? <laughs> you can slag Celtic that off, but don't slag Aki's. <laughs> like, Michael, considering what happened in the last couple of days at Dundee United, like, do you still expect them to stay up and... How do you think Dundee will form in the in, in the league next season? I think Dundee and Dundee United will both stay up easy next season, and I think United, as long as they get the right appointment, like John Hughes, they'll they'll get better and they'll be above Dundee. But if they get the appointment wrong, like you say, Dundee. Will yes, be exactly. Both clubs exactly. are terrible. It's not just you got Dundee against Dundee United, Hearts, Hibs. You got Wraith against Dunfermline, Air against Kilmarnock. There's loads of derbies that have been made this year with people getting relegated and promoted so Scottish football is in a good place people going about financial on that but as an actual TV package regarding the games that are available I mean it's, it's really good there so I think it's in a good place yeah that's what we're, that's the, the next we're talking about Mark is like will all these derbies coming back in uh, to, to the, 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 the Premier League next season Scottish football is in, it will be in a good place Next season for for new viewers, won't they having all these derbies back in the in in the, the Premier League next season? Oh, well, it'll help the viewing figures, but it's not going to help financial. The clubs are that financially mm-hmm. the television deal. Mm-hmm. You want to see your thoughts on the, all these derbies coming back? Will it make it'll, it'll make it more competitive, though? You honest, won't it? The, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was missing for the last couple of years, hasn't it? You know these derbies. You know, ah, oh, well, like I say. I mean, in terms of a game to actually go to, it's uh, it is a better game to go to than probably going away to Rugby Park or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because at least you know that you're going into a decent atmosphere and stuff like that. It's a horrible ninety minutes to have to be involved in, like, but it's <laughs> it is better than like you say. You do you do look forward to, to it more than you would a trip to 
come on, like, I'll no mention the other team in Kent Park uh, throws me <laughs> off this chat or something, you know. <laughs> but go by your TV days, like like we were supposed to talk on the previous topic, like but we'll we'll just touch the briefies that Sky Sports was supposed to show forty eight games this season, Jonas, and you only up showing forty one, like you know, that's will all the derbies back in the league next season, like we we want a, a a better commitment from from Sky Sports, you know, but I, I don't think we we'll, we'll ever get it in Scottish football, no. do you? No, and the thing is, just to touch on what you said there, I thought that was an absolute disgrace the way they conducted yes. themselves anyway, because the bottoms, although the top end of the league was done, the bottoms, if if the last day of the season there was the playoff place and an automatic relegation spot were still in, there was still you know well, the playoff, the yes. playoff place. And a, there was still a one team fighting for guaranteed safety and one for the playoff spot. So they should they could have easily had either Ross County, Motherwell, Televised, or come on and it can Hamilton. That's just a slap in the face for their supporters. Like, it is yeah, like not yeah. honouring their their contract. Like you know, so I think when the SF when it comes to renegotiating, or if I was the SPFL or whoever deals with this, I'd be demanding some sort of compensation from the company, saying that well you've you've broke broke your contract. So however many thousand pounds that's worth then. You either divvy it up between the clubs or you take that off our next agreement or something like that, you know? Yeah, because, Mark, the, the Scotsman, the, the paper, the Scotsman approached uh, Sky about this a couple of weeks back and they, they said that you only played 41 games out of the past. And they said they showed 12 uh, more live games at the start of the season than they would in previous seasons. And I was looking back at that. The reason they did that, Mark, was because the, the Premiership was late starting over the COVID and that's the only reason they showed more Scottish games but the minute the Premiership started again the Scottish games then started fading out over the course of the season but it, you shouldn't, know? it shouldn't matter when they showed the games Paul if yeah. the criteria I mean they're quite weak to give them money back for the season that gets stopped mm-hmm. because we didn't meet the criteria of playing games for them to televise so Surely Scottish football in general should be due some money back off the sky for them no meeting the, meeting their contract. Michael, what's your thoughts on this right uh, this this kind of issue that we're having with Sky Sports at the moment? You know, just, we're not going to talk about no commentators now, right? Just Sky Sports. <laughs> I just um I just sick to death of Sky Sports degrading yeah. the Scottish game. That's, that's what they're what, doing, aren't they? I mean, that's what they're doing. I yeah. just don't understand if they were going to act like the way that they are, they've got zero interest in it. Then why bid for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. Like why would you bid for it if you've not shown any interest in it? We've talked in the past about their post-match and that, and the, like nine times out of ten, when a Scottish game's on, as soon as the final whistle goes, they'll cut away to something else. They didn't even show you the managers. They'll say all the manager, all the like the talking post-match stuff, you'll get on Sky Sports News. They've not even got the decency to give you 15, 20 minutes after the game's finished. It's Michael, completely so, night and day for BT, for BT we're doing it. I don't... And see when it does come up for the news, I've got to look at the actual quality. SP, SPFL, I've got to look at the quality that Sky are going to offer us or BT's going to offer us when it's up to get renewed. I mean, not just the Celtic, like, but to the likes of Dundee United as well, like, they've been biased when, when they've been playing certain teams as well. Like, Sky Sports will have the same commentators on and they'll say the same things, nothing bad against Rangers again on it, like, you know what I mean? So, that has to be looked at as well by the Scottish FA, you know? The overall standard is ter- yeah. terrible. That's what I was going to say, it's not even about the bias. 
it's about just how inept they are at their job. Yeah. Like they're and just they're just like me and Jonas talk about it all the time because we mean we've obviously been mates for what 14, 15 years or something and in that whole thing, I hate Sky Sports. Eh? They've yeah. ruined everything Scottish football within well anything football related with the money that's been through in certain directions. And as a company, I just can't stand them. Eh? Well, the thing is as well, right? What annoys me, I don't know if any of you lads have picked up on it, right? But see, like they can't even get the team's badges right for the Dundee Kilmarnock playoff. It was the it was our badge. For example, they had this. We were at home against someone on the TV, and they had this playing at Petodre. Like the graphics are always wrong. Even when they, I think there was a player graphic. They put up a picture. It was meant to be Shanklin for us, and it ended up being like against. I think it was Aberdeen, and they ended up putting like sure, Edward. Was the Dun- Edward Dundee was playing the play. final. Sure, Edward was playing the final bite when the team line like like yeah, uh, liner came out. There, there, Edward just, was in the starting lineup. The, the, the disdain that they treat Scottish football well, is, absolute, is nothing short of reprehensible, like, yeah, and it needs to be brought to and task. And is that like. true, like, would all all your mates, you always think the same as that as well, yeah? Oh, everybody. The, like, the same it, opinion on, on Sky Sports, like, true Scottish football, Mark, I say, is it? Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's playing. Yeah. It's like we're going about referees, right? It's, it's no bias. It's just basically doing incompetence a lot of it. And Sky's the same. We always look at things through a Celtic prism kind of thing. That's why it's good to hear from Jonas somebody that's mm-hmm. outside it. Like, yeah, exactly. And the amount of things that Jonas and other Dundee United fans and that would agree with is on would probably surprise the guys like you, Paul. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the problems that are just in Scottish football. Well, it's just Celtic. But it's affecting the game. The potential of Scottish football as well. Like, like we have a lot of big derbies now next season. Am I right? You're also saying it's called the Tayside Derby, is it, Jack? Uh, aye. Um, oh, is the, it the Dundee Derby? Because sounds yeah. more tougher, don't they? The Dundee, yeah, no, they do. Derby. Say, I, think, I think Sky. <laughs> I think Sky Sports on BT. Um, some of the market it as the Tayside Derby, but just in the city, we just call it the Dundee Derby. Yeah, you know? so like the, 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 Tayside, the Tayside Derby is it's St. Johnston as well in Derby. Yeah, Dund- yeah, Dundee versus St. Johnston and United versus St. Johnston. That's, the that's Tayside like Derby. Austin, Patrick Tisson, Saul, Michael, is this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly the same as that. But going on Sky Sports just before we end up moving on, it's not, it's not just football or Scottish football that they've ruined. When you look at the F1, that they've got the rights for, that used to be on BBC, uh-huh. that used to be able to watch for free. The coverage on that is absolutely diabolical. I know Star was watching the Formula One on BBC, and I just watched Yeah, well, Murray Walker yeah. that, like, had all the yeah. commentators. And, and then on top of that, they also took all the major golf events from BBC that was all free for people yeah. to... And they've ruined all them events as well. The Masters, the Open, the US, they were all available on BBC for free. And they've bought everything. Anything like, major sport in the country, they've took... Like, yeah, they're ruined in, like, sports... Mark for the average man in general to to have to afford stuff like aren't they? You well, know that's how if you want to watch something you need to pay for it. And exactly. It's not as uh, Mikey saying there is is no right. You know, you honest. What do they call it? The monopoly. It's like a monopoly they've got. That's I mean. You You're, pay a TV license just for watching BBC, and they've not even got any rights to anything now. No, I mean, <laughs> like Sky should be paying your TV license because they've got everything. That should be part of your package. <laughs> that is you're, true. Are, are you still, are, are the fans, you're still expecting a top six finish or even push on a bit farther next season? 
Well, th- that just comes with the stature Naturally. of the club. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. That's not even something that's debated. Like, and but and again, I'm not trying to. This is not me trying to talk about in an arrogant sense, being like, "Oh, we have done the United. We should automatically be this, that, and the next thing." I'm not meaning it like that. I'm just meaning from this the fact that we're probably the like you can argue fifth or sixth historically biggest club in the country, and that we've always been good pairs and we've always always spent reasonable money, and we've got a decent sized fan base. We should be expecting to be competing towards like we should be challenging in the top four. And like I say, it might not happen straight away because this only be our second season, but it's certainly something that the club has to be aiming for. Exactly. It doesn't help then either after kind of one season. Again, that another manager kind of leaves just before pre-season as well, you understand it? Yeah, you know? I mean, we, we've had this for years. Even in the championship, it was a rebuild near enough every year. So Jeez. I think I, I was speaking to Michael before. I think it's something like, someone might correct me on this on Twitter later, but I think if I'm not mistaken, it's something like 26 managers in the last 25 years. Now, I've been watching United for about 22 years, and I can't even remember half the managers. <laughs> you Jesus know what I mean? It's mental when you say it like that, you know? That's unreal, Mark, isn't it? The managers talking over there, isn't it? Just, it was like, Dundee United for me's never, they've never really got over like Jim McLean's era. It's a bit like Man- Manchester United with Alex Ferguson. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, I've said to you, Paul, when we first spoke about Dundee United, you're over in Ireland, you maybe don't realise it, but for me, Dundee United are historically a really, really big club, and I'd have put them a bit higher up than fifth or sixth, you honest, I'd have them a wee bit higher than that. But uh, they've never got, got over what Jim McLean done for the club, and a lot of the older fans have always been kind of holding that against these managers that came in. And <clears throat> they've had some good managers over the years, but they've just, stability. It's either been problems with the manager or there been problems behind the scenes. And that's just kind of been what Dundee United's been like for a good few years now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on and we're, we're going to get Jonas's kind of take on this as well as, as an outside viewer of the way Celtic have responded to the, the Celtic Trust uh, uh, proposal of uh, shares in, uh, in Celtic. So the Celtic PSC board in the form of the company of secretary has responded to the formal proposal put by the Celtic Trust to them to offer shares to 2000 and 2001 season ticket holders by the way of their obligation to provide added value as per their statement dated on the 23rd of the 6th, 2020. So basically Celtic have replied back to them saying there will be no added value to season ticket holders of the 2021 season. Celtic have already given them their added value to them by providing a constant stream of League Cup games, uh, two extra friendly matches and two delayed European games on and online programmes. <laughs> Mark, where is this added value that they're saying they're, they're, they already got, you think? Is that added value, do you think that? Oh, I don't think it was any added value, but didn't buy a season ticket so it's not really my place to complain about it though I can understand why people are upset about it because I think what mm-hmm. most people was actual quality of the streaming that Paul yeah because even uh, on the forum there like um, when we were watching the forum and the lads who were watching on Celtic TV we were actually ahead of Denmark uh, I, think on, on, 
I mean, people are saying, you know what I think has happened? I've seen somebody on Twitter saying something about it. If Netflix can stream to millions of people, surely Celtic should be able to stream to 50, 60,000 people. So maybe think because the season well, actually was... I don't think they upgraded the software, they're streaming, whatever it is. Because <laughs> Mackie McCoy's first speaking on that, the, the, the whole system needs to be modernised, so maybe the, is the, they're probably still using Windows 7 inside <laughs> Celtic. Fact, like they, see, like, how many people usually... It's set, it crash, like, yeah. See, for exactly. a it's normally been set up to stream for, what is it, say, with the UK and Ireland, isn't it? The people in America, Australia and that. I think that they did the upgrade it, so they've just kept it streaming at that kind of level and not upgrade it how to do it, and it's just caused problem after problem. Mm-hmm. But Michael, what's your top? Sorry. People would have moaned as much if they'd won the 10 in a row. That's true, like, in this. It's just because the season that we had last season, Mark, in this, you know? I think that might be part of it. Everybody's in a bit of a downer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike, Michael, your thoughts on. Like made first of all the the Celtic trust wanting the shares and back from Celtic as a as a an added value for 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 last season. You know what's your thoughts on that? I've not really got much to say on it. If I'm being honest, like you mm-hmm. say, it's, I just think it's that's the least. This is like I understand how maybe some season ticket holders are perplexed in the season that they just went ahead and that, but Celtic have got bigger priorities and scrambling about stuff like this. Like no, we had a, a previous uh, season ticket holder, Mark, and, and, and his concern, Michael, was like just getting into the stadium next season. That was his main concern, wasn't it, Mark? That was his main concern, getting into the stadium next season to see Celtic play. Welshie? Yeah. I, I, I saw that Welshie cares for us. You know? If he was on, I think he's actually working in it. That's how he's known the live chat and that. But if Welshie was here and he'd come on and say, I, I He'll be buying his season ticket. As long as he can afford it, he'll be buying it. And mm-hmm. everybody says that. But then there's so many fans coming out with this and moaning about, I'm not buying a season ticket to name who the manager is. And we were selling season tickets before Brendan Rodgers was announced. Yeah, exactly. We didn't have a manager. We didn't know who was going to be the manager. We were selling season tickets. Nobody was moaning that they weren't buying them. Just those, a lot of fans are just acting a bit spoiled. Like, like, Jonas, like some fans, we spoke about in a previous podcast, Jonas, and some fans either wanted shares or they wanted some kind of a discount this season. Or, and for Celtic to, to give some sort of discount, it'll cost the club roughly uh, in, in around the £10 million marks. Like, that's a lot of money considering the pandemic last season, what some Celtic fans are demanding, isn't it? Yeah, and I think... People have got to be real. Like, I can understand both sides of the piece. Cause, sides, yeah, you can understand both sides, really, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a guy that, there's a lad that comes into my work from Arbroath, who's a season ticket holder, and he was telling me that his season ticket cost him 700 quid, right? So you can understand why why um, you, boys would be wanting money off and things like that and discounts. But like I say, from the club's perspective, obviously, Everybody's been hit hard financially. And let's be realistic here. Even when the next season starts, it'll be a phased return of fans. I'd be very surprised if all of a sudden it was all systems and go and you had 60-odd thousand. I reckon it's going to be... Well, I think we'll get back to full capacity home and away eventually, but it'll be phased to begin with. So I think it's going to be all all depend to you, listen, how well the the European European Championships go with fans and being left in stadiums. How well that's going to go, like, isn't it? 
the no, thing is, is not... the th- yeah, exactly. And then the thing is, the way the, all the stuff in Scotland's going, like with the vaccines and everything, like there's over like mm-hmm. nearly four million people have had it. So, like, I mean, we're getting through it. But like I say, there will be to start with. It'll be a phased return, so it'll be a while before we see it lifted completely. Like, you know what I mean? So, even then, it's maybe going to be okay for clubs like ourselves because we've maybe got we've sold I think four thousand one hundred fifty or one thousand thirty-five season tickets or something along their lines. We'd probably be able to fit them all in, but for you lads, it's a case of trying to maybe fit in fifty-five thousand people. How do you ballot who gets in based on what kind of what kind of yeah, criteria it, do you need it, yeah. to? Meet to what kind of criteria? You'll have the boys that pay the biggest money saying, well, I pay £700 a month, so I should be at the front of the queue. But then if someone has got a cheaper season ticket, how do they decide who merits getting in over who? It's just a... What's um... code? Use people closer to the stadium to cut down on the travel for outside areas, I reckon. That would be the best way to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's more questions than answers at the minute. You know what I mean? I agree with that as well, because I think away fans should start to get to travel as well. And like you say, it's for people like myself that are based in... Well, halfway between Dundee and Perth. I'm not expecting to get right back in right away. And I accept that people closer to Glasgow should get in before me. Like I say, it's my partner's an NHS nurse. So I take it very serious regarding the spread of this. But mm-hmm. for like away to United, away to Dundee, away to St Johnston, well, my postcode with a season ticket, I think that should give me the chance of getting easier than not an away ticket. So it works, yeah. for, works for guys that are further away. I'd agree with that, Mikey, aye. Because there's going to be guys from all over Scotland that are Celtic, close to Motherwell, close to Hearts, Hibs, Whatever, know what I mean? That I've got season tickets, know what I mean? You could sell out your the allocation, no problem. Yeah. So, so like there's I said, a few lads here as well, like that, in uh, a lot of the support of the clubs here in in in, uh, in Ireland as well, like that buy season tickets as well. Like, I, I think like a lot of people are kind of worried, like they're, they're going to be forking out all this money, like, and what are their chances of getting the back in? Like, uh, what are they going to get? To, uh, is it going to be another dodgy stream act? Do you know what I mean? Next season, for after paying out all this money again, you know, I think that's what a lot of fans seem to be kind of fearing. You know, I think for like the fans in Ireland and even doing like Welsh's neck of the woods and that, I think it could be a long time. I'm not saying it will only happen this season, but I think it could be the tail end of this season before the fans be further away are allowed back in. So I think it would be they'll be done well, for them for. A, most of the season, at least. And what would you be starting? You know, I know your your season ticket hard. Like, so where do you stand in maybe getting back into the stadium? Like, what 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 we're doing? United walking is it postcode or have this? I know there's only a lesser amount of season ticket holes to Celtic, but it's the same kind of principle. Like, you you still want to get in there to see your team play, you know? Well, I think what um the way United promoted their season tickets this year was when they launched the loyalty period, which is the first period, like the price freeze and that, mm-hmm. they did it based on if there's still restrictions in place when the season begins, then you're, you, it's it's when you renew your season ticket based on, um, your, you know, so first come, first serve kind of thing. I think I renewed my season ticket 10 minutes after the, it went on sale online. So I should be in that first sort of, I mean, if the Euros go well, I reckon they're 12,500 Euros if we're going by that sort of capacity, exactly, I think that yes. fits in about 5,000 to us. So we should and be able to accommodate like how... all season tickets holders across four stands if you needed to have some sort of distancing measures in, in place. You know what I mean? Especially how it went with Dong South as well, Mark. You know what I mean? Hey, you, you, even if you're not getting your own seat, Jonas, at least you're getting in. But you'll need exactly. to be there for the next few games while this 
social distancing's in place. I would, yeah, and that's what I, I would literally sit in any seat in the ground to watch a game of football. I would sit right in the furthest corner of the highest part of the stadium, <laughs> you know, just to get back in. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be fussed about my seat until such times as things go back to normal, where you can just go about your business without worrying about anything. Then I, I'd expect I, I would I would take a seat anywhere just to get back in, you know. So season tickets we know have uh, come out today. Um, there has been a, a, a price freeze. There's been a fifty euro voucher given to Celtic season ticket holds for the, the Celtic club shop. And Mark, we, we talked about this at the start that the, the season tickets are out, uh, that we, we thought a manager would be in place at the time. And do you think that maybe the season tickets came out because of the statement Celtic Trust sent out last night? Or is there a different reason? Or I think it's just they need to get the ball rolling, Paul, with season ticket renewals. Just to... mm-hmm. The club needs to keep moving. The club still needs to keep moving and keep working, sir. I mean, I think they've admitted themselves with what they said that they were expecting the manager to be announced by now. Whatever reason, we're not getting back into that now, but I think it's just they needed to get it going. They're late as it is. They're late as it is putting them out, getting the renewals out, sir. I think it's just. I mean, they think that's silly. Things get. Are we one of the last clubs, Mike, around in Scotland, maybe to be giving out season ticket news? Are there any other clubs that haven't kind of given out their season ticket news? Do you know? I don't know. Like I said, I didn't really pay attention to any other Scottish clubs. So, but I think it was one of the things that's annoying you settled just now, and I've moaned plenty in the past on the uh-huh. forum, charts, podcasts, and everything. The, the, the season's gone. It's time for Celtic supporters to start getting behind the team. To move now. on, like yes, yeah, exactly. people people are finding everything to moan about. Like mm-hmm. it says, and like there's people moaning oh, like fifty pound voucher and everything. If that's fifty odd thousand or fifty four thousand season ticket holders that are getting fifty pound, that's two point seven million. Yes, and the kids, the kids that have got the fifty pound season tickets. Yeah, one family, one family, one family. I saw on Twitter. So basically, the kids. He got two hundred, two hundred uh, in vouchers. What one family did, like, I mean, you, you get to do jerseys for that mark, nearly, like, you know what I mean? Well, the kids vote. The kids season tickets fifty pound. You're getting a fifty pound voucher, so your kids get his season ticket for nothing, and he's getting a Celtic track out the shop. Who's out? I wouldn't moan about that. You know, see that. It's going back to Mike and what what Mark said, really. Like, it did that because the season we had, like, like they, they weren't moaning about this when we were in all the nine in the rows. Like, I never saw stuff like this popping up in in Celtic before. Have I just been blind to it that I haven't seen it, or has it just kind of recently come to light that Celtic fans have been moaning so the badly? Season, the season that we just had was the worst season ever, and me supporting Celtic in thirty four years. Yeah, same as and, myself. Uh, yeah, but. On the reverse of that, on that, I'm never looked forward to a season more than the one coming up. You know what I mean? It's just get behind the club. And if you didn't want to get behind the club and you've got a season to cut, then give it up. Like what Mark says, there's plenty of people waiting in the wings to get the books. So, exactly. You know I mean? like, it's just negativity after negativity with some supporters all the time. If you've given up your season ticket because you can't afford it, that's fine. That's fair that's enough. Fine. Yeah, that's exactly. fine. That's different. If yeah. they can moan, moan at you or say anything about it because your family and that come first, but see if you're just one of these focus on Twitter, I'm not buying a season ticket until we find out who the manager is. I'll not be back this year because it, cause we didn't we blew ten in a row in that. So fine, there's plenty of folk that will buy your ticket, just on you go. You're right, Mark. Yeah. You don't need to tell us on Twitter. Do you get what you I mean? Like I say, I, 
Nobody wants to sit beside fans like that anyway. No, no I mean, exactly. I, I some of the people I sit beside the fans that give a young player a belters for misplacing a pass. Like, you honest, it's, it's like it's putting a, a negativity around the club already and where we don't need it really after the season we had. Like, we want the club to start getting behind the new manager now. Like, there's going to be new players coming in. Like, this is unwanted negativity really from a group of fans trying to stop people from renewing their season tickets, isn't this? Well, yeah, and then the, th- the thing is as well, once something like that sets in... Exactly. Um, and especially now with social media as well, like it's so fast getting around, Jonas, isn't it? At the end of the day, like, social media, right, is good for so many things, but also gives people that, like, just comp- complete balloons of society a voice as well. And every aspect of society, not just football, just it brings out the yes, worst. Yeah. It brings out the, the the sort of bottom feeders at every sort of angle of society. So you're always going to have that. You'll have that in every support, every every workplace. It's just people. You just get people airing grievances of people that just want. You'll get people that will start a fight in an empty house. But the problem is now they've got a platform to sort of express, to spew their views on. So. You get that every single club like here. It's not any different anywhere. Maybe on a smaller scale, other places. But there's always that. Some people just do it because they like a moan. Some people just can't bring themselves not to whinge. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Like in this, there's, there's always a group mark out there that have to whinge about something. In this, you know, no matter what. You, you know, I'm, I'm married one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, Jonas is bang on. I've stayed on the forum for years. Twitter, I go on Twitter for a snoop about to catch up and like Celtic news and stuff like that. But interaction on it and that is maybe I think it's maybe an age thing. I just I can't be bothered with it. As Jonas says it's just you, you could say something and there's somebody somewhere has got to disagree with you and want to fight with you. No matter how simple a statement you make, somebody will want to slag you off or pinpoint your punctuation any any of a pop at somebody that's what social media is for me that's what I like to say is I took the I'm 34 now and I think Jonas you can maybe remind me I think I was 25 so that was back when Facebook and that was just starting and I actually just in Twitter and I just took a stand against it and I um, came off social media altogether and to this day I don't have one social media account because every time I went on to read something or that, it just was too negative for me. I came off, peed off more than anything because somebody mm-hmm. wrote something or that. And I took myself just out that all that environment altogether. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go on Google, type in Celtic, check that, then go on Celtic rumours at the top, and then that's my interaction on the internet for the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did it. That. FIFA, you're on that 24-7. I've got to do something in my spare time. Well, <laughs> as I said to as I said to the to, to Mark and Michael, you understand? If Celtic don't Eddie hire Eddie Howe by next week, the next podcast is going about yourself and Michael playing FIFA, and I'd be doing I'd be commentating on that if I've no news in the next for the next podcast. It'd be a pretty boring. It'd be a pretty one sided conversation because I'd be seven and doing after about twenty seconds, so I wouldn't be very entertaining for anybody. He did better than Mark, you know, That was the main thing. <laughs> You know, well, it was mine. So, lads, we're going to let it there for tonight. Uh, again, to be honest, uh, I hope he employed uh, the right manager, not like Celtic did uh, a couple of seasons back. Stay away from the showers. 
thanks, uh, mate, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Sound um, advice as always. <laughs> that's uh, that's from from Paul, uh, Celtic supporters coming out with the prison talk, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, but that's from Celtic supporters. You know, we we know the link between we have with shows from from Celtic. Mike, and as always, thanks to you again for coming on. Uh, for myself, thanks to the lads in the live chat. Mark, off to yourself. Uh, just the same again. Thanks very much, Jonas and Michael, for coming on again. For brilliant again. Uh, thanks everybody in the live chat for joining us. Remember to subscribe and hit the like button. Uh, and as well, you as well, Paul. Thanks very much for everything. Good night, lads. God bless. Hail, hail. Good night, lads. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, Mike. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.